Unconventional Swingers discusses mature topics not suitable for children under 18. This podcast is for adult entertainment purposes only and any topics or opinions are solely ours. While we will always promote the importance of mental and sexual health, we are not affiliated with any providers and we are not trained professionals. I'm Sophia. I'm Hudson. Welcome to Unconventional Swingers Podcast. On our show, we will be discussing topics of marriage, ethical non-monogamy, sex, trust, and communication, and many other things. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review. We welcome any advice, recommendations, and constructive criticism that will help us grow and improve. Hi, Hudson. Hi, baby. So, it is cold, nasty, icy, and just plain gray and ugly outside, and I would rather be on the cruise ship still. How about you? I would, too. We got two inches of black ice and snow and sleet. And two weeks ago, we were in the Caribbean with 85-degree weather and bottomless mimosas. <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, it was definitely nice. And this weather sucks right now. It's holding on until, I think they said Thursday. So we have the fire going on in the background. If you hear any crackling, sorry about that. But, you know, heat Hopefully we don't lose any power or anything like that. Yeah. So the cruise was amazing and New Orleans was amazing and the beach was amazing. Yep. Food, great. Yep. People, great. Colette, great. Yep. But we are going to talk about that on an episode in a couple weeks. So we don't want to go into it too, too much, but we we definitely had some adventures that we're going to... We're going to let you all know about, but first we want to use our first official episode and talk about who we are, who I am as Sophia, who he is as Hudson and who we are together and just kind of what led us to having the lifestyle discussion and why we are where we are now. I don't want to start with me, so we're going to start with Hudson because, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, it's nice and comfy here <laughs> under the bus. I just got thrown in here. So I'm Hudson. I am uh, almost 40, and I have resided in the United States for about seven years now, of which six I've been married to my wonderful wife, Sophia. I come from Europe, and I came here because of a job opportunity in 2016 and was only supposed to stay here for a year. Oops. Yeah, it's been a little longer than that and it's <laughs> going to be and it's going to be significantly longer because I have no plans on going back. Before I met Sophia, I uh lived in Europe. I've had a couple of fairly long relationships, but I haven't been married. I just never thought it was my thing. I never had any desire of making you know, being a homemaker and have a wife and kids. I also haven't been a bachelor all my life. Like I said, I've had a couple of steady relationships, but I never really wanted to tie the knot and feel bogged down by a marriage and, and tied to just one person for the rest of my life because I like the sense of being free. And now I understand that I just hadn't met the right person yet, but I didn't know that then. I lived in the, in Europe 
up until I was in my early 30s. Uh, came over here, met Sophia, and uh, it has all just escalated from there. Yeah. Who are Sophia? Who is Sophia? We're, 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 we're going to cut this part out. Artistic pause. One, two, three. I grew up in the western part of the United States. I wouldn't say that I had a totally typical childhood, but it was fairly basic. During my teenage years, I was definitely ready to be an adult, even though I had no idea all of the things that came along with being an adult. And I ended up moving out right before graduation, but I was 17 years old. So lived it up for a few years, ended up finding out that I had a tiny human growing in my belly. So I moved to the Midwest and lived single mom life for a few years. And it was fine. I was young, but, uh, you know, had, had me and my little one and it was, it was amazing. But then I met somebody and I kind of, you know, just that expectation of you're supposed to get married was in the back of my head. So I got married, added two more amazing tiny humans to the mix, but I definitely knew that my marriage at that time was just not it. I was not fulfilled. I was not happy. It, it was just there. There was, there was nothing to it. So finally walked away from that, went back to single mom life for a while. And honestly, I never expected or wanted to ever get married again. I really didn't. I enjoyed being single. Yes, I was a mom and I I loved living that life, but I didn't want to go back to having to cater someone, I guess. So it 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 was never a thought in my head. I was good with having friends, going on dates, having, you know, my friends with benefits situations. But I didn't see anything beyond that for me. One night, it happened to be my birthday, and for some reason I got all in my feels after I put the kids to bed and uh, ended up downloading a dating app. And uh, what happened next? You shot me down. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we're here, so not totally. I didn't totally shut you down. No, we matched first, and then you shot me down. (laughs) Quite a few times, yeah, I did. But I'm resilient. I had nothing better to do than to wait around. So here we are. Uh, we I tried to get you on a date several times, and you always had something else come up. You were busy with work or busy with kids or yeah. having other plans or needing to have some alone time or whatever it was. Um, and we eventually decided for me to come in and see you at work. Yeah. I, I worked at a restaurant bar. And it just kind of made sense for someone who I didn't know to come in there so I could meet them there. That was, it was safe. There was people who I knew. It wasn't, wasn't an awkward thing. And, you know, I could, I could come around and and chit chat with you for a while and talk and yeah, it was nice. Yeah. And that meeting went well. So we decided on 
going on a breakfast date the next morning. Yeah. And then what happened? So we ended up deciding on an early lunch, found a place that opened up at 1030 and got there right when they opened. Ended up spending the entire day together until I had to go to, to work later that night. And that's about it. It just kind of kept going from there at a extremely fast pace after, after that. We didn't really, really calm down or cool down. I think we both freaked out just a little bit over how fast it was moving, how, how, but it, it wasn't forced fast. It was no, it just, it felt right. Yeah, it felt right. It was like organically like this, this all fits, like the puzzle pieces fit together. And it was very strange, but exciting at the same time. It was. I think that we both realized what we wanted out of life and that we had found something that was special and uh, fulfilling in many different ways. So I was only supposed to be in the United States for about a year. And after I met you and things started moving, I had to make the decision whether to break it off and go back home like I should or should, what what I was supposed to yeah. from the beginning. That was what you should have done at the time. I mean, before I you, yeah, before yeah. us. Or I could, you know, call my mom and tell her I'm not coming home forever. <laughs> she does love me, by the way. She so does. So it's yeah. okay. We both have really, really good mother-in-laws, by the way. We, we do. We, we do. We do. You love mine and I love yours. Yep. I, I tolerate mine and you tolerate yours. <laughs> so I guess they both got the kids that they wanted out of the mix, too. I guess they did. But yeah, I mean, it, it just boils down to meeting each other completely changed the courses of each other's lives. It wasn't... It wasn't what I pictured. It wasn't what he pictured. But organically, everything just changed. We were both kind of like, okay, well, I was going to go this way and you were going to go that way. But now we're going to go this other way together. And it, it just worked out and everything, you know, fell into place very seamlessly, very easily. But you may be wondering, how did we go from, you know, the unconventional actually meeting on a dating app where most people just sit there and hook up and have their little booty calls and you know one and done situation to actually falling in love and getting married and building a life to where we are now talking about ethical non-monogamy lifestyle swinging all of the things that we are or we are talking about now so how how do you think everything started i wanted to be naked <laughs> he does it's the european in him he always wants to be naked but no i uh i felt like there was more to us than what we had and that we needed adventure and exploration and growth and so many other things together and I didn't quite know where to get it well I mean it's hard because even and we've talked about it so many times but even our basic run-of-the-mill sex is great sex 
Oh yeah. Like even even our quote unquote bad sex is great sex. There's almost never a time that I honestly can't think of a time where I'm not satisfied after the fact. If maybe I I didn't orgasm during sex, you make sure I do, or I make sure I do with you right there. Like it's it's always kind of been very fulfilling. But I think that you kind of had a little something scratching in the back of your head saying, this is amazing and this is great. And I think it can be elevated even more. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about the fact that our sex life is like drunk pizza. I say drunk Taco Bell, but he doesn't like Taco Bell. No, regardless, even when it's bad, it's still pretty dang good. (laughs) So that's not the problem. Uh, It wasn't that we're lacking anything in our relation, either emotionally or sexually. It's just there was there's always a drive in me to to have more, to to explore more, to figure out more, to learn something, to have new experiences and and new thoughts and and memories and everything else. I was kind of looking around and I found this nude lifestyle friendly campground one night and started talking to Sophia about nude beaches in Europe and stuff and and how it's pretty nice to be naked. I like being naked. And I wondered how she felt about it. And when I saw a little oomph of curiosity in her, I took that opportunity and ran with it. Oh, yeah, I did. I mean, totally. And we're going to talk more about it. I keep saying that with everything, but I promise we're getting there, guys. He just said one day, hey, I booked this weekend for this. And I was like, oh, okay. But it, it was never... We never talked about anything beyond just that nudity. Va- yeah, really. that vacation was not really a lifestyle vacation. It was no. not supposed to be unwritten, but a mutual understanding that we were not there to play with anybody else, even though it was a lifestyle resort. We were just there to see what it felt like to be naked. Yeah. Because she, you, you have never been naked in public. Like I mean, sure, skinny dipping. In yeah. college or high school, whatever, but but being in a nudist environment with other naked people and and oh yeah, that was uh, totally different than I saw a growth a growth opportunity for us as a couple to get closer to each other and and I, I'd say it worked. Yeah, it started I guess a little bit of a conversation that has just evolved over time. the The thing is for us, the lifestyle is not about fucking other people. It really isn't. And that may be totally strange for anyone who is in the vanilla life to understand. And and maybe some lifestyle people might see it differently as well. But it's it's for us it's not about fucking other people. It's it's about what you and your partner want out of all of it. We're definitely going to get the Ben Hammer from some seasoned, oh, yeah. seasoned swingers. They're like, what? What do you mean it's not about fucking other people? No. I mean, it for us, it isn't. And if it is for other people, that's amazing. Get it. Like, get yours. But for us, it's just a little bit different. It's not. It's not just so black and white for us. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. There's fucking. Oh, yeah. And there's fucking with other people. Yeah. It's just not the main objective. No. 
Like there's so many other things that go along with it that to us, those other things mean more because you say it all the time at the end of the day, nothing is more important than our relationship. Nothing at all. So if something happens, if we're in a situation that one or the other is not okay with, then it just, it's doesn't happen or it's not going to happen again. If it did happen to happen and we didn't like it, like a lot of happens there. I know, (laughs) but we, we, we don't, we don't put anything above one another. One another is the most important thing out of everything. It's about exploring desires and fantasies and wants. And it's about being with a partner who encourages those wants and desires and in letting the other know that it's okay. Like it's okay to be you and it's okay to want and need and fantasize about certain things. So my experience is that the swinger lifestyle is a very externalized culture where it's, you know, people are in hunt mode and you're looking for other people to fulfill your fantasies with and, and, and to, to do things with and play and, and have hot sex and, and meet, meet like-minded people everywhere and, and the more playtime, the better. But I think that we have a more internalized view on what we want out of the lifestyle. And those things all involve other people. But there's also a lot of strive for compersion there. And for you guys that don't know, compersion is the opposite of jealousy. And what I want to get out of the lifestyle is emotional growth for us as a couple to tear down the barriers and the fears and the insecurities that we have so that we can be free as individuals, but together as a couple. Because like I, like I told you before, I never had the intention of getting married because to me, that was marriage was the opposite of freedom until I met Sophia. And now my goal is to make sure that we are as free as we can possibly be as individuals together in a relation. Because we are working as one unit. Now that we are married and we have this life together and we are supposed to to live the rest of our lives through each other, in my opinion. And what better way to do that than to walk hand in hand through the lifestyle as close as we can get to being completely free, but in togetherness. I mean, in in this moment that I'm in right now, I've never felt more free or open to talk about my wants and desires and actually feel that it's okay to allow that part of me to actually grow. Like it's always been there, but I've always stifled it in a way. And I've, I've kind of realized as an adult that it could possibly be because my entire life I was sexualized but at the same time, I was sex shamed. And that's something that I'm really working to wrap my head around to realize that it's okay to be a sexual person. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, I had 
horrible, traumatizing things happen to me. It's just the, you know, being 10, 11 years old, already having a B cup, already having my period, being told around that age that I looked more like 13, 14, you know, talking about people talking about this, the clothes that I was wearing, but at the same time saying that the clothes that I was wearing was drawing the wrong attention or any, any of those kind of situations. It was, it was being sexualized, but being shamed at the same time for being a sexual person. And yes, I was a child. I was young. So I didn't understand the whole part about being sexualized. So it it was a strange little dynamic that I kind of grew up with that I'm having to work through and figure out how it affected me in either a positive or negative way. But meeting Hudson just kind of changed things for me. It allowed me to start feeling comfortable with my sexual self it allowed me to start exploring more of my sexual side and it's just led to more led to more things hudson unlocked something for me that changed things to where i feel more comfortable and i'm able to be open about what i want and what i desire so we mentioned in the trailer episode that we pulled an idea from another lifestyle podcast, a sex bucket list. And for anyone who's interested, that podcast is actually called New Swingers Podcast. They mentioned it a few times in their earlier episodes. It, it was it was more mentioned in passing, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I think you've listened to more than I have. Correct. They talked about in the beginning how he had made a sex bucket list and one night after some liquid courage he just flat out sat down and shared his thoughts with his wife and that's how their lifestyle journey started but we took the idea mm -hmm. of this sex bucket list a step further and kind of built on how to use it for communication and honesty practice yeah. In a way. Yeah. So so I had listened to the podcast because Hudson had recommended me to listen to it. And I really liked that idea. Like I hung on to it. I don't even know if I listened to the entire episode after he mentioned it because I just kind of thought this would be great. This would be such a great thing to create these fuck it lists. And I mean fuck it in the way of not just fucking, but like, fuck it. Just lay it all out there. Allow each other to have a safe space to not receive any judgment in the things that you're sharing with one another. And I told Hudson that I felt like that we should make these fuck it lists and share them with one another after we completed them. So how quick did we do that? Not at all. <laughs> this was about a six to eight month uh, month not that long <laughs> no six to eight week process yeah we started typing them up one day and we both kind of got a couple things on there and 
I started adding more things as I thought about them. And when something popped up in my head, I made a little footnote or, or a, a little keyword in there just to kind of make a mental note. And then I worked on it a little bit on and off. And a couple of weeks later, Sophia asked, she looked at me and she said, Hey, so that fuck it list, how, how many things do you have on it? Okay. Oh. I was like, well, I have to, I have to pull it up to look. And she looked at me with big eyes and she said, you don't know. I said, no. how, how would, how would I? So I pulled it up and I counted and I looked at her and I said, I got 23. Uh, yeah, I had like three. So I sucked and quickly realized, well, and Hudson called me out on it too. And he said, you're, you're not being honest. You're not being honest with yourself and you're, you're not being honest with me. Now, granted, we didn't share the list at those time at that time. We, well, I was still a chicken shit and I wasn't ready, but I also think that it was good that I wasn't ready because it wasn't honest. It wasn't pure. It wasn't, it, it just wasn't. It, no, it, we, yeah. we needed time to dig around and cultivate these lists and take things out and add things on and change perimeters of yeah. some of the things that were on there. So taking several weeks, almost two months mm -hmm. to really work on these lists in private, uh, separated from each other was good practice to get to know ourselves and to be honest with ourselves and to build up the courage to share what we really wanted and what we really thought and what we really felt like we wanted to experience together in the future. Yeah. And there, there was one night, I think after a, f a few weeks, after we had shared how many numbers or how many we had on each other's list that I kind of presented the idea to share two fairly basic things from each other's lists with one another. And we did that. And again, it kind of spurred something in me to think outside the box a little bit. Um, and we, we are going to have an entire episode talking about our fuck it lists. You're going to share yours. I'm going to share mine. We're going to talk about how, how we felt about it, what we're doing about it and how we feel maybe the lists are going to evolve because it's not an end all be all. It's not, this is it. And the once desires and fantasies are never going to change. No, I think that these lists are going to stay with us forever. Oh yeah. And they're going to grow and evolve. And, and as we check things off, we're going to think about other things. And yeah. I guarantee that we don't feel the same way about anything five years from now. Yeah. So these lists that we have as they are right now could be obsolete in a couple of years. Yeah. You never know. No. So they are going, they're going to be an, an living, breathing, organic document that we yep. update as we go, check things off, add things on, and they will be topic for discussion and 
uh, a tool for us to to communicate about our desires. And it's also interesting to see where we match and where we have a mismatch. I mean, we match so much. And I, we really, I really don't, don't have any mismatch. Yeah, I, d- I don't think we have any mismatched because even even if yours is a little more right field, my mine is at the same level, just maybe more towards the center. It's not like it's on the opposite side. Doing them individually and coming together and sharing them together we realized how in sync we are with so many things. And yeah, that we didn't know. We had no yeah, idea. We had no I, no idea. I really dug in and felt like, okay, I'm going to be super honest and I'm, I'm going to add another 10% honesty until I'm ashamed of myself. And she did the same thing. Yeah. And then I read my list to her and she read hers to mine. And the conclusion is that I could have been the author of 80% of her list and she could have been the author of 80% of mine. Yeah. So then we're like, wow, there are so many things that we want to do individually without even talking to each other. And they are perfectly aligned. There was literally no shock value. No, none. I expected, I expected to be shocked. I was probably more, I'm not going to say shocked, but I was more, I'm losing my word. Surprise. Surprise. I think Thank you, you were surprised. I was surprised. I was yeah. like, huh, really? By the way, English is not his first language. It is not. <laughs> it, it's my fifth language. Yes, it's his fifth. Today is not the day to brag. So please forgive him because every now and then it does happen. Yeah. But our advice though, and again, this is simply our opinion. It's just friendly friendship advice. You may not make a fuck it list like we did, but take that idea and run with it. Do something similar with yourself, with your partner or partners, and see where it goes. See what you all come up with. See how aligned you are. See how different you are. See if they have ideas that you didn't think of. Like, if you want an outline, of kind of what our list looks like yeah. uh, without the actual item items on it. Just 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 an outline, a matrix of what our list looks like. You can always send us an email at unconventionalswingers at gmail.com mm-hmm. and uh, ask for a list, an empty list, and we can send it to you. Oh, yeah. And you can use that and work out of it if you want to either by yourself or print out a copy with your partner or do however we want to. But we would be happy to provide it. Just send us an email oh, and, and uh, we'll discuss it with you and, and if you want to and send you a blank copy. Yeah. So I think for us and and everyone envisions things differently for themselves. But for us, we've really noticed that the lines of communication with one another has just busted open. I mean, we've always talked we have always communicated. Hudson more than me. But we have always, we, we've never been dishonest with one another. Sometimes we've been too brutally honest with one another. But it, it's, it's always worked out in our favor. We, we've, we've always had a relationship where we communicate. Right. But it's different now. It's 
It's marriage 2.0. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what he's called it, is marriage 2.0. I mean, we are more understanding with one another. We're more patient. And, and I'm saying that even in our daily lives, like there's kids, there's bills, there's money, there's life, there's time. Yeah, time. There's, there's so many things that causes strife in people's day-to-day relationships. But to us, or what I've really noticed lately, is that even when there is something that causes one another strife, if we stop and breathe for a second and just hug one another or hold each other's hand or something like that, it's it's different now. When before, we would, you know, ding, 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 round one. And we'd start battling, you know, not in a bad way, but it, you know, it's just different now. Things are a little bit different. I kind of feel like we have shared a lot more vulnerable information about ourselves and we are probably more cautious now not to weaponize any of those vulnerabilities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think And so. that leads to patience and open communication and less judgment. Because it's not going to be good if somebody starts pointing fingers or using this newfound vulnerability and honesty to score cheap points in a fight. Yeah. So there's there's just there's more reason to not butt heads now. Yeah. And not saying that that doesn't happen. It's going to happen. But, it, yeah, but it, it's it's more mature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's I the think that perfect our communi- way to say it. Communication skills have matured yeah. a lot uh, in the last few months mm-hmm. since we started uh, exploring this. Yeah. So I, I think for me, what I envision the lifestyle leading us to is traveling more, meeting new people, <laughs> for <laughs> forcing me to be more social, which is a positive thing. I know I giggle. But I am much more introverted than Hudson. He is a very social person. He feeds off social interaction and networking and communicating. And I am much more within my little bubble. And my little bubble includes him and and the kids. And beyond that, I don't don't venture out too often. I... I tend to sit on the couch like I am right now with my comfy blanket and uh, and that's my happy place. But I'm excited to venture out more and do more. It's your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, it is my comfort zone. Hi, everybody. My name is Hudson. I'm an ambivert and I'm married to a turtle. <laughs> turtle. It's okay. I like turtles. <laughs> oh, God. I uh, mean, it... it it just gets really complacent. It's not good for one's mental health. It, it's better to get out there more. And I am excited for that. I don't have that instilled drive to be social, but I do enjoy being social. I get really nervous going anywhere new, but once I'm there, what, within five, 10 minutes, I'm great. My opinion or my thought on what I am like as a person 
versus what Sophia is like as a person. She probably thinks that I'm an extrovert and she's an introvert. Yes. But I know, I know myself well enough to know that I am an extroverted ambivert, which means that I like being in the extroverted space. I like being social, networking, making connections, talking to people and having fun, going on adventures, being spontaneous, partying, all of these things. But where I really recharge is in an introverted space. I have a pretty big need to sort my thoughts out, to be alone, peace and quiet, taking it easy, digesting, processing, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And that's where I recharge. When I am out traveling, adventuring, doing things, it is 120% head in the wall. All day, every day. Day. All day, people. All day. Yeah. And then I come home and I crash really, really hard. And that's also something that we're going to talk about moving forward. Um, Event crash, sub crash, dom crash, whatever. Uh, Coming down from endorphins and adrenaline and uh, all the happy chemicals that that moves through your body uh, in different situations such as travel and adventure or uh, sexual sessions or uh, other things because it's a very very real thing you got highs or you got lows yeah and i tend to crash really really hard after having a lot of fun for a long time mm-hmm. so introverted not so much extroverted yes but recharging in an introverted space yeah sophia though thrive in her introverted space but blossoms out in extroverted situations. She will be grumpy and grouchy for three days leading up to an event. Stand stand quiet in a corner for 10 minutes, warm up for 30, and then be the life of the party for the rest of the night. Okay, maybe not the life of the party, but I don't I don't know. It it does happen. Yeah. It, it so, something happens to where it it something switches but i like routine and i like plans and i like consistency with things i mean i literally get up every day and walk the same exact path in our home and if i accidentally if something throws me off i feel like my day's thrown off like i'm just one of those people and the older I get, the the worse it gets almost. But it I I just like to know what to expect. So when I'm in a new situation, I don't know what to expect. And I need to feel the vibe. I need to look at the people around me. I need to get comfortable in this situation that I'm in. And then I'm okay. Then I'm good. I don't. I don't think that I'm life of the party, but I do know that Hudson sometimes gets a kick out of that. He he gets stressed because I'm stressed beforehand, but then he laughs at me within the moment because he likes to see me come out of my shell, I guess. Oh, I am a turtle. You are a turtle. <laughs> Damn it! I just called myself out. That's fine. At least you're not a tortoise. <laughs> no, I'm not a tortoise. 
So we want, well, before I say that, do you have anything else that you want to talk about or things that you see us moving towards with exploring the lifestyle or anything that we haven't talked about as far as our relationship within the lifestyle or even without the lifestyle? That would be just like I kind of touched on before. It's important to notice and be okay with and embrace the fact that this lifestyle journey for us and probably everybody else is ever evolving. It's, it's a dynamic experience, lifelong experience that will evolve over time and that will mature. So what our lifestyle journey looks like now is most likely not going to be what it will look like uh, in the future. And that's also why we think it's so important that we capture how we feel right now, now. in this moment, in the very, very beginning, instead of waiting a year and jot down, you know, notes as we go and then go back and talk about it after the fact. Yeah. Because it's easy to just go back and say, yeah, well, we were scared. Uh, We were nervous. Okay. But, but, but between and, and underneath that nervousness and and excitement and everything else there's so much more bubbling now in the beginning that will be easy to forget when you're comfortable and, and experienced and everything is has fallen in place yeah oh yeah i mean it's we wanted to capture i guess as close to in the moment as possible when we decided to do the podcast and and talk about things like this we wanted it in the moment. Yep. We we didn't want to start things and then look back or, you know, like you said, take notes and, and come back to it or anything like that. We definitely want all of this essentially to be in real time, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I think we have... As close as we can. Probably four or five episodes more, maybe, that will lead up to being in current... Yeah. Just just being like, this is what happens right, right now. Right, right now. Um, because there's been holidays and everything that's that's uh, delayed us a little bit. So we we have a couple of experiences that we're going to share with you and dive deeper into. Yeah. And, and uh, some milestones and, and stuff that we feel needs more space that will be in past tense. Yeah. like To a certain fuck, degree. Yeah. Like the fuck it list. Fuck are it list. Be... The uh, resort last summer. Uh, going to our first lifestyle club. Yeah. We went to a meeting with local content creators a couple of days ago. Yep. That was fantastic. It was so cool to see. There were probably a dozen women yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, with different grades of experience as content creators. And they could get together and share experiences and, and talk about future collaborations and stuff. Yeah. Um, we, we met some great people. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And that ties into Sophia's journey with uh, OnlyFans. And... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we, we have a lot of things coming up. We will be releasing episodes moving forward weekly as long as we aren't on vacation or anything like that. But we will let you all know beforehand if there is going to be a week off or something like that. But moving forward, we will be releasing every week 
and yeah, and we'll do our best to bridge the gap too if we know that we're going to be away yeah uh, we're going to try to record beforehand yeah we'll we'll get better at all this we also we do know that we need to be upgrading equipment and, and that I kind ma- of thing. I made a mistake. I bought two <laughs> different microphones that don't go together. So we're sharing a mic. That's Oopsie. why sound quality is a little iffy, maybe. We're um, working on all of it. Yeah. So we we definitely, we're taking notes. We are striving to do better, to be better. And we have appreciated all of the feedback and input that we have received from the trailer episode that's been amazing can you believe over 400 people have I know, listened that's to that crazy with like no promotion no nothing. no no nothing so thank you guys so much like yeah, that, appreciate it. that's been just crazy it's it's so crazy it blows my mind but um, I, th- I thought that okay let's do this teaser and it's going to be two, three weeks, maybe until our first episode comes out. And there's going to be 17 people oh. listening. But we had like 45 people in the first 24 yeah. hours. And then it just kept rolling from there. About 100 people a week. New, unique listeners that's come it's, in. It's been amazing. Um, people has reached out. And at the, at the event just the other day, they asked if anybody was, was doing something besides just the conventional um, content creation. And... One of us, I can't remember who, slipped our mouth and said, oh, we we have a podcast that we're just about to start up and we've only released one one episode. And there was there was a husband sitting in a couch and he was like, oh, my God, are you guys the unconventional swingers? <laughs> I was like, yeah. They were we, like, are. Oh, we have celebrities among <laughs> us. I'm like, no, stop. Oh, my gosh, stop. No. We made, we made one teaser episode. But they were still super excited. And it was fun to see. Because it was just genuine excitement. It was. And that, that that's telling me that we're doing something right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we even received an email from another couple who almost seems to be at the same juncture that we are mm-hmm. of starting to talk about the lifestyle. I believe that they said that they have an event or a resort weekend that they're going to be going to. And that was amazing to hear. We love all of those things, emails, input, constructive criticism, all of it. Like, send it our way. But that being said, one of my guilty pleasures, Hudson says it's a little bit too much of a guilty pleasure, but I listen. It's so weird how you use guilty. It just takes me back to a courtroom somewhere. Speaking of courtroom, so I love listening to true crime podcasts. Love it. Guilty. And some of my favorite true crime podcasters actually release what they call like listener stories or listener tales or their listeners real life stories. And I brought it up to Hudson one day after listening to an episode like that. And I told him, I said, I think that it would be amazing if we would ask you all to email us your stories, whether it's your first lifestyle story or you and your partner's conversation leading up to it or some crazy wacky story that happened at some resort or at a hotel takeover or funny, sexy, yes. embarrassing, awkward. We want to hear all of it. Yeah. 
I mean, good, bad, maybe not ugly, maybe naughty, but you know, I mean, who knows? Just send us what you got. And if you're good with it, we, down the road, we will have an entire episode where we are reading you all's lifestyle stories. Yeah. And if you want, you can let us know within the body of the email if you prefer for us to use an alias or your real name. Doesn't matter to us. Totally supportive of either way. Just kind of leave a little note in there letting us know. Please send us an email at unconventionalswingers at gmail.com with the subject line lifestyle story. And that way we can, for ourselves, read your stories and share them with other people who may need an idea or who are looking for someone to relate to about anything. Right. I think that we have covered everything that we wanted to cover in this episode. So with that, stay tuned for next week because we are going to be talking about our experience with naked catfish feeding and flogging at the breakfast table. Until then, you all have a naughty week. See you next week. Bye. Please remember to like, subscribe, and review. You can find Unconventional Swingers on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you want to email us, the address is unconventionalswingers at gmail.com. Or you can join us on our website, unconventionalswingers.com, or social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, at Unconventional Swingers. You can find more of me and my website, sophiabarlow.com, and any of my dedicated socials, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and OnlyFans, at Sophia Barlow. Check out the show notes for a full list of all of our links.